Welcome to Gadgets for Families, the, I repeat, the tech podcast for those that cringe when someone says, I saw this trick on the internet for my phone and gave it a try. And all of you hoping to avoid the cringe, eye roll, or similar reaction from your go-to IT person, I'm your host, Greg Cunningham. And I'm your host, Jay Benjamin. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 10. We finally got here. Nice round number. Jason, have you ever had somebody come up to you and say, there was this really cool thing on the internet, and it must be true if it's on the internet, so I tried it. All the time, all the time, and it never works out. It never does, so. (laughs) Now, we're on the internet, and if we put it on the internet, we absolutely do our best, right, to make sure that it's going to work, or at least that you know the consequences if it doesn't work. For example, public service announcement, again, don't install the betas yet. So not quite yet. So we'll get to that at some point. But yeah, we're on the internet, but there are a lot of things on the internet. Don't try them because you're just going to dig yourself out of a hole. Yeah, they are. Mostly those scam apps that, that, you know, say they're going to remove viruses or something like that. Someone's always trying, hey, hey, I I found this. Uh, We're talking about uh, uh, personalization today. All of these apps that you know, these wallpapers and all of that. They show you the coolest wallpaper and then you get it and it's, it's, it's a mess. You steal your contacts and things like that. So, yeah. Well, and that's time. one of the reasons why I stick with Apple is I just don't have to worry about that stuff as much, right? I mean, if you're in the yeah. Android ecosystem, you can load apps from anywhere. And so that's when you start running into this. But Apple does some due diligence on their apps. So you're mostly safe. So, yeah. So Jason, over the last couple of weeks, we've settled into this pattern of taking a particular function or app of the Apple ecosystem and diving deep on how it can be used and help others get more out of their tech. And I think that as you and I have talked about doing gadgets for families, even in its pre-podcast form years and years and Mm -hmm. years ago, right? That is definitely one of the key things we wanted to do. And Coming from a support background, we know how much tech can help folks if they learn even just a little beyond the basics. So how have you felt about these last couple of episodes? So I like it, you know, and like we said from the start, we're always going to be refining and and kind of tweaking things to make, you know, the the show better for everyone. But I I think this is going to be our niche. I think we found what we can be of most value to people, right? It's uh, talking through these features and talking through these these apps that that we use and and that everyone else should be using, you know, to get the most out of their their devices. So, yeah, I'm I'm liking it. I'm having fun. Yeah, I think this is good practice. And again, we'd love to keep getting your feedback. We talk about that all the time. Use the feedback form. I mean, I get face to face feedback from people that listen to it. And I know you do, too, as you're out and about. But please use that form. Let us know what you're thinking, because. Come fall when the new OS is releases, and we're talking about Mac, iPad, iPhone, and Watch, we're going to have several weeks mm-hmm. of just trying to explain how to use and how to get the most out of the new features. So this is a good practice for that, and we'd love to have your feedback. Are the episodes too long, too short? Did we not go deep enough? Is there something you'd like us to cover? So Yeah, yeah. So I did get some feedback, too. I, I hear that we sound more relaxed. We sound more, uh, more natural. Uh, those first few episodes, um, I, and actually at the time too, when we launched, I got the uh, the feedback from from my brother and a couple of other people that I sounded nervous, 
And, you know, you had been doing Leaders Live for, for a while. You sound more relaxed. You sound more upbeat. But they said I didn't sound like myself. So now I'm, I'm getting more relaxed. We're, we're uh, recording at a good time. We're, we're still running a little long, but um, I hear it, our back and forth, too, sounds more natural, more, um, uh, we're more relaxed, you know. Yeah. Well, part of the problem is that we run five minutes on the intro, which is what we're doing already today. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this week, I thought we'd have some fun with our devices. And I know everybody's really antsy about these new features coming in iOS 17. And again, I said yeah. don't install the betas. I think we're getting close to me being willing to put the betas on some devices, but I don't know yet. But we want to show you, hopefully we'll show you some things in this episode that will at least somewhat appease that desire to do something rash and help you be a little more patient about new feature functionality. Mm -hmm. At least until, you know, maybe a couple more public betas come out. So we're going to talk about personalization and particularly we're going to focus on the iPhone because that's where the majority of folks will be doing this kind of stuff. And our phones are probably the most important computing device that we have. I mean, in some parts of the world, the phone is the only yes. computer that they have, right? Yep. And that's why big phones are so popular is because if I only have one computer, I want it to be able to do as much and sometimes screen real estate is a big deal. So, but it's also the most personal. And we keep most, if not all of our digital lives on these devices. Mm -hmm. And we use them a ton. So why not set them up the way we want? Why not make them be the kind of device that we want? And Apple used to be very, very locked down, right? I mean, you used to not be able to do a whole lot from a personalization standpoint. Apple pretty much decided for you what your phone was going to be like. And yep. everybody's was pretty much the same, <laughs> function the same way. But now there is so much that you can do with your phone to make it look and function in a way that is absolutely unique to you. So pretty excited about that um, yeah. to be able to cover some of that today. Yeah, yeah. Like we, like we say, uh, you know, from the beginning of, of my IT career, everyone would always ask me, hey, what laptop should I get? What computer should I get? And, you know, we, I would always start with the saying like, hey, it's a PC, which means personal computer. You, we need to get the one that's best for you, not the one that everyone, everyone is getting. So. When we talk about the phone, it's like personal PC to the max, right? Yep. You carry it around with you all the time. Some people will leave the house without their purse or their wallet, but still have their phone with them. So, yeah, yeah why not make it as personal as you as you are to yourself? So I'm with you on this. This one's going to be fun. So before we dive in, let me just do express recommendations, right? Share, subscribe, follow, do all of those yep. fun things in, in the podcast. Don't forget our YouTube channel. We actually got quite a few shorts out last week that were videos of how to do some of the stuff we talked about. Mm -hmm. Also in the show notes, swipe to the side or scroll down in your podcast player. You'll see all the show notes there. And that's about it. So uh, catch up time. Jason, mm -hmm. last week when we recorded, you didn't show this very well um, or you didn't show this at all, which was kind of cool because I could see you on video. but. I'm surprised you're not a pile of melted goo after your Tuesday from last week. Right, right. I was really hot and frustrated. And to me, it sounded like it came through on the, uh, when I listened to the show. <laughs> but <laughs> my, 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 uh, my wife listened and she's like, no, you sounded fine. I, I was so hot and frustrated. But so I did. I bought a new device. So we, we talked all the time about how 
when we get frustrated with our tech, our first instinct is to just get rid of it and upgrade, right? So we always fight the urge to do that, but I did that, right? So I had a Nest Learning Thermostat. It was in the Google ecosystem. One of the only smart home devices I had that was Google. And every time I would go to do a simple task, I need to drop the temperature, you know, a couple of degrees. It wants me to log back in oh, and set up two-step authentication and, okay, clear all of these messages. And I'm like, why am I doing that? I need to have it in HomeKit with the rest of my devices so it can just be two quick motions on my phone or ask Siri to do it. So went through all of that, uh, pulled the old one out, put the new one in. It's an it's a, uh, Ecobee uh, 4 thermostat. Um, it looks great. It, it you know the 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 nest had a good style to it it was a really good looking device uh and it functioned really good too but um this one's gonna work the way i wanted it so got everything wired one for one you know what i mean plugged everything back in and put it in went outside flipped the breaker no heat i mean no ac right the lights came back on fine the ac would kick on the fan would blow on the inside, but it just wasn't cooling down. So I didn't realize that it wasn't cooling down because it was so hot until hours later where the house just stayed 84 degrees. So long story short, I, um, oh, and I forgot to mention this to you too. I actually got on the phone with the, with the electrician to help me walk through and try to isolate where the problem is. So when we talked about your, your upcoming venture, you know, some over the phone support may be, you know, a, a good way to go without having to make the trip out and all of that. So he helped me isolate the problem, went to Home Depot, got the uh, the breaker, which was uh, which was the problem. And uh, I don't touch the breaker outside. You know, I know I looked at a few YouTube videos and even the guy was like, it's easy, it's easy, it's easy. No, not something that's instant death like that. I just I just can't build up the, the courage to do it. So. We actually had an electrician come out. He was a family friend, um, which he came out right away, um, took care of the issue. But when he popped the old breaker out, there was the Geico lizard in there, a big <laughs> lizard <laughs> laying in between the two prongs where the breaker goes. So uh, I went the whole day, the whole night, actually, thinking that it was my fault. I'm like, why did I do this on one of the hottest days of the year? I could have just been patient. So I was kicking myself the whole night, but it turns out. I guess when I flipped the breaker, I scared the lizard and he ran deeper inside of the box, touched those two prongs, fried the breaker. And that's the reason why we weren't having power. So, you know, 15 minute fix, you know, he drove from, uh, uh, you know, maybe maybe 30 minutes away. Not not too long when you're in Houston. But, uh, yeah, they got the problem resolved and and it's cooling again. So. <laughs> but, yeah, that was quite the ordeal. I. I uh, I was pretty frustrated. I was mostly mad at myself, but now I need to go out and put some caulking or something around that box because <laughs> we got to keep those creatures out of there. Yeah, and if you haven't lived in the South or in the climates like Houston, you don't understand when we talk about lizards, they are all over. And actually, you yeah. want them all over because if they weren't all over, all of the other bugs would be yeah, All yeah, we place. do. Way worse. Those, uh, I forget the name of those spiders. I think they're jumpers or something like that. But they love, they love to live in the high grass around the edge of the house. So I have to always constantly tell my son, like, make sure we weed eat there. Like, you're, you're, you're not, the yard work is not complete unless you get that because they love to live right there. And, uh, yeah. But, yeah, they get pretty big and, and uh, they, they, they run rampant. So. <laughs> 
Well, I'm glad you've got the AC because this heat wave is just continuing. I mean, my AC is already on, and that's pretty unusual for for around here. But yeah, so not. But for you have Houston. to open a window from time to time in your office to to kind of get the air to circulate. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, just one quick thing. I we mentioned this on a couple of episodes, so those of you that were around at the beginning will remember my trailer hot water heater. Mm-hmm. And how I uh, have not been able to use it. The saga is over. I was able to finally, finally get that stupid wad, wand out. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> did not re- actually did require another purchase, but not a tech gadget. I had to buy an inch and a half socket. I have no idea what I'm going to use that for other than that particular thing ever again. Right. But at least now I have it. And uh, yeah, so we're headed out in a couple weeks and we'll have hot water in the trailer. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, well, and you have an inch and a half socket, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows? It'll come up again. You'll need it again yeah. in the future for I'm something. I'm sure I will. Uh, just a couple of things for current items. iOS 16.6 dropped yesterday along with watchOS, iPadOS, mm-hmm. macOS. So this is, I don't know, we might get one more version before 17 releases, but we're to the point, there really aren't any features in this. I mean, there were a whole bunch of yeah. new alerts and for Apple Card and new alerts for home and that kind of stuff. But really, mostly what these things are, are security updates. The list of security mm-hmm. updates was pretty long. So you want to get everybody's devices updated. Mine on my phone took a little while last night. Um, not quite sure why, but anyway, that dropped yesterday. Get everything updated. And then... Not to keep going on this thing about using our devices properly, but there's been new studies come out about how important it is to eat meals together as a family and how that can impact Mm -hmm. teenagers' behaviors, right? I mean, whether we believe we have influence on our teenagers or not, we are the ones that have the most influence on them. So um, I'd encourage people to go out. We won't cover it in depth here, but you know, if you eat a meal together... I think it's three times a week. It's just crazy how much of a difference it makes on how teenagers decide to behave. And so that got me thinking about, you know, what policies do we have of devices at the dinner table? And this is up for every family to kind of decide for themselves. But I found myself when my wife and I got to the point where we had babysitters and can go out on a date once a week, I had to start disciplining myself not to pull out my device when we're sitting at a restaurant. And so I just want to encourage folks to think about that. It's not that I want to tell you how or what you need to do, because I think every situation is just a little bit different, but we need to make deliberate decisions about this. It's like we talked about last week or a couple of weeks ago about parents that give their kids devices at a very, very young age with no education and no boundaries yep. and no limits. That's the problem. It's not the devices. So think about this and think about how um, you know, devices at the dinner table may or may not impact your family. And then do some research on that study about eating meals together. It's super interesting how something that simple can make such a big difference. And, you know, this is a tech podcast, but we want you to get most out of your life because mm-hmm. of your tech. Not, and so sometimes that means putting your tech away yeah. and not using the tech. Yeah. So I think we're, we're kind of the same way. My, my wife doesn't allow the devices at the dinner table. Oh, we all kind of have our devices and we set them down and we set them out. Uh, when we do restaurants, some restaurants, um, I noticed after COVID, it's kind of the trend for restaurants to have digital menus. 
So they have the QR code on the table. We right. sit down, we scan the QR code, we uh, look at the menu, and we order from there instead of them printing out, or they'll print out paper. They didn't go, they went from the, uh, where they had to grab the menus and wipe them down and all of that. So, so we all have our devices on the table, but um, yeah, she's pretty strict about put your phone down. We're, we're spending time together or whatever. Cause I know sometimes when the kids are eating lunch here or snacking or something, they'll have their phone or their iPads leaning against the paper towel holder on the table or something like that. And they're yep. watching, they're watching a show or something. But yeah, when we're all together as a family, um, she kind of makes sure that, Hey, we're, we're here for dinner, not for you grab your phone and, and, and uh, kind of tune us out while we all eat together. So yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's a, you know it's a personal choice it's a family choice you know you you guys y'all do things with whatever works best for for your family but yeah there's more and more studies coming out about the effects on these things so just pay yep. attention to it all right this week's tiny tip i just want to put it in a plug for apple arcade so apple arcade is mostly for casual gamers although i will say they've got like nba 2k and a couple of the other big name games in mm -hmm. there but um I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about some of the great games that got released. And I thought, you know what? They have been really doing some good work. So if you're an Apple One subscriber, you've got Apple Arcade. If you've bought an Apple device anytime recently, you probably have a free trial floating around somewhere. If you're on yeah. Verizon, you can actually get some of this stuff for free too. But I just want to plug that for, um, for anybody, if, especially if you've got kids or if you want to be a casual gamer. So Lately, I've been playing, um, I pulled down a few. I mean, there's all kinds of really, really good ones that are in there. You've got Mini Metro and some mm -hmm. of those kinds of games. A lot of what they do, right, is they take old games and then they just unlock everything and put them in Apple Arcade. So it used to be you yep. used to have to earn certain things or, you know, microtransactions and stuff like that. But um, they've got a version of SimCity in there. Um, mm -hmm. I started playing that one. That one was a mistake because that one has the ability to consume my life. So I've stopped kind of playing <laughs> that one. But lately I've downloaded one called What the Car, which was really cool. I think if anybody's ever heard of What the Golf, this is called What the Car. It's really ridiculous. The car has legs and, you know, all this kind of weird stuff. But they've got a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game that I've really been enjoying lately. Mm -hmm. And then the two that I downloaded most recently, uh, one is called Ridiculous Fishing. Now, this was another game that was out there, but they've put everything in here. So basically, you're a guy sitting on a boat, and you want to drop your lure, and you want to get it to go as deep as you can before it touches a fish. And if it touches a fish, then it starts to come back up, and then you want to grab all the fish that you can. And then once you pull the fish out of the okay. water, you have to shoot them all. And that's how you earn your money. <laughs> but it's crazy because they've got... Um, like at one point you can get a toaster oven and a blow dryer. And so the first fish you touch gets shocked by the blow dryer. And then the second one gets shocked by the toaster. <laughs> so it allows cool. you to go further. Right. And then different kinds of guns from when you shoot them. And then they've got a chainsaw lure that you have a fuel tank on. And if you press and hold, it'll plow through the fish. So like you get into this really dense population of fish, so you just hit the button and hold it. And it's just kind of plows through them and lets you keep going. Anyway, that one's been super, super fun. I will warn you that it takes up a ton of processor power. So your device is going to get warm playing mm. that game. So, but it's super, super cool. And then one other one I downloaded last night for casual gamers, like Nintendo switch doesn't have a football game. 
drives me crazy that I can get soccer and baseball and all of yeah. this other stuff, and I cannot get Madden on the Nintendo Switch. Drives me nuts. But anyway, this one's called Retrobull. It's got to be like 4-bit or 8-bit graphics. So, Because, I mean, I'm looking at the icon right now, and I can see the square pixels on the football player that's on there. <laughs> but yeah. really cool. So I just wanted to do a plug for... I'm more of a casual gamer. I know Jason's more intense, the Zelda kind of stuff. But if you're yeah. into casual gaming, I can't think of a better service at, what, three or five bucks a month, whatever it is, that yeah, to yeah, get hundreds of games. Yep, and it's, and it's something that you can... You don't necessarily have to have a subscription for it, right? I just pay for it for the summertime for the kids. They love Sneaky Sasquatch and a, a few other games. And, yeah, just pay that five bucks a month for, you know, the summertime while the kids are out of school. And uh, it's, it'll be worth it. These are not the free to, what do they call them, free to play where you, like you say, the microtransactions and it's their right. ad machines. They just basically feed you ads for other games. They feed you more ads and all of that. These are not those. These are full games. That are, um, yep. you know, um, really, really, you know, the developers put a lot of uh, effort into them. So, yeah, check yeah. it out. You know, five bucks a month. I mean, it's pretty good. They're all Apple backed. Yeah. Right. This is not Apple just approving a game being in the Apple store. This is Apple saying, we want to put your game in our service. And oh, by the way, we'll pay you to do it kind of thing. So definitely high quality. So I'd recommend it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good tip. I like that one. Uh, one piece of follow-up. So we talked about notes last week and recently deleted folder. The notes will stay there for 30 days. That's what I assumed. I did double check it. Um, it's the same thing for photos. So that's kind of Apple's norm. Put it in the deleted bucket, stays there for 30 days, and then it disappears for you. So if you've got notes that are in there, they're going to stay in there for 30 days. Yeah. Yeah. And you can always go back and, and uh, recover it or, or, you know, restore it if, if you need it, you know. All right, let's dive in, Jason. Let's talk about some personalization. Arcade, Apple Arcade's a way you could personalize your device, right? Put the kind of games you want to have on there that yep. you just need a couple of minutes to go in and play. But how much do you personalize your device and what about your family members? And then have you changed anything while you've been researching and preparing for this episode? No, no, I didn't, I didn't change much. And I do a lot of customizations, right? The wallpaper, sounds, lock screens styles those widgets which we're going to get into uh, uh you know later in the episode um so i'm kind of weird so the wallpaper i like to use that wallpaper that comes with the new version of ios for whether it's ipad os or even the mac whatever the one that they use on that main promotional one uh like now i'm using on my ipad the ios 17 one <laughs> you know what i mean i found um uh it was uh Colton mac or somebody had download leaks for them i downloaded i put it on and I'll use that for a few months, right? So the, just a generic Apple uh, uh, wallpaper. But um, I do like landscapes, um, you know, nice views of, of temples or, or, you know, Mayan ruins and stuff like that. Those are the style of uh, wallpapers that I like to use. So after I'm finished with the, uh, with the Apple, you know, uh, a wallpaper, I'll, I'll move on to something more personalized. But um, sounds and stuff, I... I um, I like custom sounds and text tones and all of that. So yeah, I get into all of those. So I do wallpapers and I'll change my wallpaper up every once in a while. I like uh, wallpapers that have like inspirational messages behind them. Mm -hmm. So I'll probably be, I shared in Leaders Life yesterday, a quote from Steve Jobs about, you know, vision pulling you forward. And I'll probably put that one on my device at some point. 
Yeah. Um, I do. My home screen is set up exactly the way I want it. Although I think in iOS 17, I'll probably change that up. It's funny that on my iPad, my home screen is all widgets and four folders. But on my iPhone, it's four folders, a bunch of you know app icons, and one widget stack. So I do. Okay. It just kind of depends too on the device and that kind of stuff. I love sounds, custom mm-hmm. ringtones for key individuals. So I do that. And then I think my family does some of this. I think my kids do a little more, but I don't think my wife does a whole lot of customization <laughs> other than the wallpapers and stuff like that. Like I'm trying to think if she's got custom ringtones. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this one changed. I used to like to spend tons of time doing that, but be- once I went from gadget to tool, like we've talked about, right? I just, mm-hmm. it's one of those things. I just don't spend a lot of time, but I am looking forward to iOS 17 because I think there's a lot more that won't just be about fun personalization, but will it be about making yeah. my device more usable? Yeah. Yeah. More functionality to those, to those uh, customizations. So, you know, it's funny you mentioned, you know, your, your wife not using, um, you know, a lot of customizations and stuff. My wife was the reason why I changed the tiny tip, <laughs> right? The one I told you I was going to use, and we'll, we'll, it'll come back up later. Um, when I grabbed her phone, I'm like, you just have, just whatever you, you install the app, wherever it lands, that's just where you leave it. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, so you couldn't use this tip at all. And she was like, well, that's probably the reason why you should use it. But I think it's more of an advanced kind of thing. And it'll come up later, um, guys. You, um, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. But yeah. Um, not much customizations either. So just kind of, uh, she uses folders, uh, which we'll talk about, but she used folders for the apps that she you wants in a folder, right? So she has, uh, let's say all of her product productivity stuff in one folder. She'll use that folder for that, but everything else she installs just kind of creates its own page as it goes along. So. Well, and with spotlight search being so good about being able to find the app, when you mm-hmm. search for it, it's just so easy to do that. And then in iOS 17, it isn't just the app that's going to pop up, but it's going to be quick actions that are available in the app yes. that will also pop up. So, you know, I, I think when I think about iOS 17, I can envision a world where all I've got are widgets, no app icons, because I'm going to get interactive widgets. And mm-hmm. that spotlight search is going to be so good that yes. it's yeah. just about more information. But we'll see. So. I'll put a link. There's an Apple Insider article that I found that was super good about customizing your phone on iOS 16. If anybody wants to go super, super deep or see it in written format, we'll put that link in our show notes. But let's start with the lock screen and home screen wallpapers. You know, that's the first thing you do when you pick up your phone or when you tap it to wake it up. The first thing you're going to see is your lock screen. And then you're going to go to your home screen. And so I've got uh, actually a picture from my mom's funeral on there. And Uh, on the lock screen, because that's one of the most recent, you know, things that happened in my life. But Mm -hmm. editing these has become super easy. And there's really two ways to do it. Although the first one is the only way I would recommend really doing it. The second one, diving into settings and going into wallpaper, fine. Um, That's fine. But (laughs) So old-fashioned, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Wake your phone up, tap to wake it up. And then once it's unlocked, you just tap and hold on the lock screen. And you're into the customized mode, right? So you've got all of your various lock screens. So like I have one, which is my normal one. 
I have one if I were to go into work focus mode. I have one for Sundays and morning. Um, and I actually have a fitness one that I forgot I had. <laughs> so I have this fitness <laughs> lock screen too, but I rarely take my phone out when I'm in fitness mode. Yep, it's just Especially your watch, anymore yeah. where I'm using that other app. So, But it's real easy. You get in there, and if you only have one, you can hit the plus button and add more. But if you want to edit the one that you have, you hit the customize button, and you go from there. You'll choose whether you want to edit your lock screen. If you choose that, it's going to go in. It's going to show you the widgets that you have available. You can tap. You can add widgets. And I know we're going to talk about widgets a little more. But mm -hmm. you basically go fix the time, the font, the date display the way you want it, and get all of that. And then hit the Done button, and you're good to go. And then from a wallpaper standpoint on your home screen, if you go back into that Customize and you tap on the home screen instead, it's going to give you options to do the same photo as you've got on your lock screen or to do mm -hmm. colors or like a gradient or to choose another photo, blur the background. So really all you're going to change on your home screen, you're not changing your icons here. You're just changing, right? The, the yeah. wallpaper that's behind it. So again, yeah. from your lock screen, tap and hold, pick the one you want to work on, hit customize. And it really is as simple as just kind of walking through it, making it yeah. look and feel the way you want it. Yeah, yeah, just play around with it. Just kind of dive through the different colors and, and things like that. So, And that's kind of a new way of doing it, right? I think that's just been since I was 15 or, or so. So the old-fashioned way that I mentioned is just going to the settings, you know, going, going to settings and then wallpaper and actually going through and finding the, 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 the wallpaper that you want. You can pick from your camera roll and things like that. And, and uh, yeah, that's kind of the way we've done it since, since day one. But... Um, yeah, real quick and easy way. Kind of a holdover from the watch, right? That's how we yeah. we had started doing it on the watch, and they decided to bring it over to the phone. So, yeah, quick and easy way to 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 change that that feature. So, there's another, you know, just a quick tip I want to throw in. There's another way to add a uh, wallpaper. You know, let's say you snap a picture, or you know, you're out, or you're going through your camera roll, and you you remember this this picture, this scenic picture that you took on vacation. Well, you can hit the uh, the um the share button you know it's that little square with the arrow pointing out at the top and instead of sharing it with someone on that list you'll see use as wallpaper so you can tap that and you can add a uh, a new wallpaper directly from your camera roll or or you know where you're scrolling through your pictures so that's just a you know a quick tip to to throw in there yep i agree i do that all the time when i take that perfect picture and then decide I want to do it, or when my wife shares the right picture of the grandkids, and I go, yeah, that's what I want for my yeah, background yeah. right now. So real, real quick and easy. So, but that was just the wallpaper. So let's talk about just home screen organization, right? These are the the, the apps and everything that we have um, um, on the uh, on, on your phone. So the quickest way. Well, the, the most common way that, that we've always done it was just to tap and hold on each of those icons, right? And these icons, these are the apps that you have installed on the phone. So every time you install an app, it gives you the little, the little window. That's pretty day one, right? I think everyone knows yeah. what those app icons are. So if tap you tap and hold, and hold on tap it, and hold. Tap it'll and start hold to wiggle. always shows new stuff. Yep. Yep. Well, now you it'll have to actually to... choose it. So now if you tap well, and hold on it, right. it's going to pop it up and you've got to hit edit home screen now. Right, right. There's so there's so if you much tap more and hold functionality on, hidden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. On, on just a picture, on just the background, all the apps will start to wiggle. But now, yeah, you get that sub menu that pops up 
and and you'll choose edit home screen you also have remove app where you can remove it from the screen or delete the app but uh, in this case we're just talking about organization you want to hit edit home screen and then all of your apps will start to wiggle then you can tap and hold on whichever one and you can reorganize those in the uh, in the order that you want you can move them to a different page you can move them inside of a folder which will store you know like you know like apps or yeah i say like apps if you want to put any folder whatever kind of um, sorted method that you want to use you can put them all in the folder together so you can have all of your photo all of your productivity apps all of your food ordering apps all of your shopping apps you can put them all in a folder together yeah now i heard this one other thing that if you tap and hold so you know if you've got like you said your wife probably has pages of icons right if yes. she's just letting them letting them go wherever they install. If you wanted to move one to the home screen and it's on page four, you just have to drag the stupid icon and drag from yep. page four to page three, then from page three to page two, and then from page two to page one. Well, apparently you can use your second finger and just swipe and it'll move the pages just like it's swiping home screens for you. And then you just drop it on page one. So just grab Good the icon. Tip. I didn't remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I heard that um, on another podcast. I think it was on upgrade or something like that or, connected one of them but so yeah you can swipe through like that which would have been useful for me i only have two pages of icons anymore and the second page is kind of a temporary holding place until i decide mm -hmm. whether i'm keeping an icon or not so usually i only have one home screen and then everything else goes into the app library so i like the app library you know i i like the fact that so if you hit remove on one of these apps right mm -hmm. um It'll ask if you want to delete it or just remove it from the home screen. And if you remove it from the home screen, it goes into the app library. And then you can still do the swipe down and spotlight search and search for it, which is what I do most often. So I like the fact that there's this one place that all the apps sit. Yes. Um, because then I don't have to hide home pages and I don't have to worry about having these five pages of home screens that I'm never, ever going to use. Do you remember when we used to restore phones and we used to have to go into iTunes. That was the best way to get your icons back mm -hmm. on the right home screen and the page. So I'm just so glad we don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But while we're talking about it, let's talk about the lamest feature. I think since <laughs> Apple didn't add, they added copy and paste with three uh, software updates later, the app library to me, not, so not the app library itself, right? I love that. Like, like you said, just having a, an app library and scrolling it. But it's those smart folders or those so-called smart folders that they use, right? The apps you use more or they show up bigger in the folder, the ones you use less. For me, it just it, it doesn't work the way that they said it should work, right? It should put all of the, the, uh, the similar apps in a folder with the icons that you use the most, the biggest, and then the, um, the ones you use the least are, are, are smaller and it shows them all there. That never works right. I really don't like that. And really, the only time I scroll to that page, thankfully, you, we can tap on the search, um, um, you know, tap in the search field, and it gives you the list, like the list view like we use on the watch of the apps on the phone, and you can scroll through or just search for it really quick. But that, that folder view is absolutely useless to me. I don't know about you. Do you use it? No, the I only wish one we can I disable use, that. The only one I use is the recently added. That's the only one that makes okay. sense for me. After that, I don't even pay attention. If I get into the app library because for whatever reason I didn't search, I don't even pay attention to what the folders are labeled. I'm just looking for the icon 
of yes. what I want, right? And it's weird because the four small icons, if you tap on one of them, then it opens the folder. But if you tap on one of the big icons, it launches the yep. app itself. And so, yeah. yeah, I mean, my pro tip on all of this is if you're not going to have the icon on one of your home screens, just put your finger and drag down from the center of one of your home screens, pull up the search bar, yep. search for search the app, for and just get to it that way. Because, yeah, I mean... I like they have a holding place, but from a usability standpoint, that screen is pretty useless. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do that a lot on, on people's phones that I'm not familiar with. I just search for the app. I search for settings or whatever I'm looking for. People stick their settings their settings app in, in strange folders and they don't bother with it. Just swipe down from the middle, what tap, swipe down, and, and just search for the app that you're looking for. But yeah, I wish there was Any a way phone. to disable that. Any phone. Any phone that is not mine i don't even bother trying to find the icon it's just yep. go to search just search immediately because yep. yep. <laughs> nobody's brain works like mine for better or for worse i'll let anybody assume what they want about that <laughs> all right so but yeah so, if there was a way to disable that in future uh future updates or like i say just switch to switch the view if i can switch instead of using that that uh those folders if i can just use the uh the list view I would rather use that than, uh, but yeah, searching for it is, is probably the best way. So another, uh, another aspect about the, uh, the homepage is the, uh, the dock down there, right? Those bottom four. So most people I think are like me because like I said, everyone's always handing me their phones and I see most people use that for those main communication functionality on the phone, right? Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. You can put whatever apps you use the most down there. But for me, it's the phone, messaging, FaceTime, and I have my Google Voice down there. Those are my main ones that I communicate with everyone else. And they just kind of fit perfectly down in that dock. Do you use, uh, use them for anything else or is it the same with you? So three of mine are communication. I've got Outlook because that's what I use for email. Uh, okay. I really like the Outlook app. And then I've got Messages, the phone app, and then I have PCalc. Okay. So on my phone, because I find that I'm using that calculator um, probably every single day. And so, yeah, it's taking up one of the four coveted spots. Yeah, wow. On my... I'm surprised that that's taking up a dock space. Yep. <laughs> so, but, you know, you organize it the same way you organize your apps, right? You tap and, and, and hold on it or, or tap on one of the icons and choose edit home screen when the apps start to wiggle. You can tap on any one and just move it out of the dock and put one of your most used apps down there or, you know, not necessarily the most used apps, whatever app that you want to put down there. And that way they sit down in that dock separate from the rest of the apps. Like you can scroll any page and those four apps will, will persist. They, they, that, that dock stays there. So that, that's yeah. a really good feature. And if you're on your iPad, all of this works the same way, except for in the dock on your iPad, you get a lot more that you can yes. put down there. So, so they keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller as you do it, <laughs> but you can put a lot more. Yeah, yeah. And um, so on mine, and, and I said today I wasn't going to mention because I don't want to throw everyone off, but you're right. It, it does work similar on the iPad, but my iPad icons are set up like I had the Mac dock, similar. I have a ton of apps that I use, mostly Apple apps, all of my communication apps, and uh, I have a folder there which leads me to the rest of my Apple apps that I don't want, you know, like stocks and stuff like that. I don't necessarily have to have a spot for it on the home screen, 
and also any widgets that I'm using, I just take that app and just dump it in that folder because I use the widget to access the app and not the um, and not the uh, the actual app icon itself. So here's so, our but, challenge, I think, for us when iOS 17 comes out, Jason is. Mm -hmm. So like I put pcalc in the dock on my phone because I use it. It's in the dock on my iPad, but I don't know that I ever use it there, right? Because it's just easier to use pcalc on my yeah, on my on phone, phone than it is on there. So my question will be, so let's say we get all of these brand new features on iOS and iPad OS 17 and watch OS 10. Mm -hmm. Ultimate personalization would be to know where you use each app and make it prominent yeah. and available on that device and hide it on the rest, right? Yeah. I mean, if you really want to talk about getting the most out of it. So um, Overcast, for example, I listen to tons of podcasts, right? But mm -hmm. that app doesn't sit in the dock on my iPad. In fact, it's not even on the front screen of my iPad. It's on the second one. It does really? sit on the home screen of my phone, but... I use it the most on my watch. So yes. could I save that real estate, right, on my phone and move it somewhere else and put something else in its place that I only use on the phone? So that's something, we'll have to think about that as we get all of these new features and interactive widgets because I would love to have my phone and my iPad to a certain extent just be an informational display. And then mm -hmm. I tap on the information and that gets me into the app rather than having to have an icon that's specific yes. to the app to be able to get into it. Yep, yep, you're right. So, and that, that, that would be a good challenge. I think that'll be fun. So that brings us to our next section, which is widgets, right? And I love widgets. I don't think there's any way to, to customize more, right? This is, this is the most kind of customizations that you can do is, is using these widgets on the phone. This is the best way to personalize the phone. So. Like you said, iOS 17 is going to get a lot better, but the the widgets that we have now, some work better than others. Some are are absolutely like the one that you recommended uh, for the tip this week because we talked about notes last week. Was the 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 uh, notes widget? Um, it is probably one of the worst widgets that <laughs> that Apple made for the notes. I don't use it at all. It doesn't look Apple like at all. It just it's it's really weird. But there's some that I use daily, you know, there, there are some that, that really work good. So the, to add widgets, if, if you don't have any, so I think the default home screen now gives you some widgets, right? When you, if you're new to Apple, if you didn't restore a phone, you just got an iPhone, it automatically provides you with some widgets. I don't, I don't remember which ones they were, but let's say you wanted to add some. So this time you, you can tap and hold on the icon, choose edit home screen if you want, or just Whatever blank space you have that you can see your background, tap and hold there. The apps will start to jiggle like they do, but this time in the top left-hand corner, you'll see a plus icon. Hit that plus icon, and it's going to pop up a, a, a menu, and that's going to be all the widgets that are available, right? So at the top, it's going to give you some recommendations, right? It'll have some Siri recommendation, that, that uh, Siri uh, uh, widget. It'll have some of the apps that you use regularly. It'll recommend those widgets. But if you keep scrolling down, you'll get the alphabetical list of all the apps that have widgets available, right? You'll see messages, notes, music app, some third-party apps that you download. Like I have a Home Depot one and uh, a few other ones, the Nike Plus app and stuff like that. Any app that offers a widget, it'll be on that list. 
scroll down to the uh, the widget that you want uh tap on it it'll give you the sizing options if it has multiple sizes some of the third party ones just give you one size right but like some of the apple widgets and and even some third party ones it'll give you multiple size options so you'll have the one square you'll have the double one uh you'll have the quadruple one that takes up four uh uh you know quadrants on the uh on the screen and uh select the size you want hit add and uh or and uh tap done and it'll drop that widget on the home screen so this is where the fun part comes in because let's say if it's a single purpose widget you can uh just use it you know use it there put it where you want on the screen and start using it but if it's one of those widgets that has extra options you'll tap and hold on that widget again get the little sub menu that pops up and you can customize that widget even further to get some more uh, personalization. So, um, like I said, there's there's no better way to to personalize your phone than using some of these widgets. The ones that really work good, uh, they really give you some customization. So, um, Greg, so what are some of the widgets that you use? Because I never really hear you talk about. I know you use widgets on the on the uh, on on the uh, on your iPad, of course, and on the Mac, there's you know they're pretty limited. But what are some of the ones you use now? So. By the way, stick around for the post show because we're going to talk about some advanced features on these widgets. This is just the basic stuff. We're going to talk about things like smart stacks and some of that kind of stuff in the post show. But on my iPhone, on my home screen, I only have one. Okay. It's a smart stack. So it's actually three, but they're all stacked on top of each other, which is what a smart stack is. And I've got Fantastical, which is my calendar app. I've got mm -hmm. News. I know a lot of people don't use Apple News, but I've got that on there. I don't use that one very much. And then I've got the music so that I can see the most recent things I've played or it's a simple tap to go into music, which is why there's no music icon sitting yep. on my home screen, right? And my iPad is full of them. So my iPad, I've got um, a custom widget that's got a picture of the temple where we were married with the date and time. Mm -hmm. I've got the contacts widget that you've talked about. I have the notes widget. And then I have a large Fantastical widget, which has got a monthly calendar plus all my appointments and stuff like that. And then I have a smart widget that's got weather, stock, and news. The stock is a holdover from my days when I had stock options at my techie job. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I've <laughs> which got you still have though, there. right? You just don't feel the need to monitor it as much as you as you used to. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't watch that anymore. So. Yeah. yeah, so I think it's great. I'm excited for the interactive widgets. Um, so I think that's what will prompt me. I actually think when I buy my new phone in the fall that I'll probably mm -hmm. start from scratch. So um, that'll allow me to do a bunch of additional customization. So yeah, okay. So yeah, yeah, widgets are are you know like I said they they I use them on my phone, right and and. Um, before we go into the next section, I'll, I'll tell you, um, I organize my home screen, not just by apps, but some of the pages have purposes, right? Same, similar to the way some people use folders. They'll have all of their productivity apps in a folder. They'll have all of their travel, you know, shopping apps in a folder. Well, I use the pages for that. So I can swipe over. I'll have an entire page of just music, podcasts, uh, Pandora. Uh, Apple TV, things like that, right? Especially on my iPad. It's like to the extreme on my iPad. I'll swipe over. It'll have different size widgets. The music app is the, the four section. 
The Pandora one is a double one. The Apple TV is the quadruple one because it shows the little previews and things like that. And then you'll swipe over again and, and it's, um, you know, productivity stuff and things like that. So um, using an entire page like that, instead of having those app icons take it up, you know, take up space, we just use those. I just use those widgets, right? And um, yeah, you, you'll launch directly into the app. All of my um, my health stuff, my um, the uh, workout or, or the activity numbers from the uh, from the Apple Watch or whatever is the top half, and then under that I'll have the Apple Watch and the health app and my scale and my blood pressure monitor and all of that, and the entire page is all health focused stuff. So, you know that that may be a good tip too, is to organize these pages based on 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 the purpose that that these apps serve, rather than just having um, having the uh, apps lined up i saw people too uh, and this is a throwback to when we talked about the apple watch uh people were like color coordinating their apps do so you see anyone doing that like some of the uh, youtubers that's that's pretty weird so i'm wondering if anyone does that on their phone like they'll have a page of all of their green icons and and all of that it may look pretty I, cool but <laughs> i think i think you get to that point you start doing custom icons which is something that we'll cover in the post show Right? Yeah, because yeah. you can do custom icons and so they have their whole phone themed a certain color or whatever the case may be so yeah so if you've got those multiple pages jason let's say i'm i've got a page of all my travel apps my hotel app and my airline and my rental car and blah 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 and um so if i'm going on if i'm not going on a trip they'll sit kind of hidden in the background but let's say i'm going yeah. on a trip how do i bring that page more to the front so i'm not having to scroll 10 pages in to get to it yeah so this is what i mentioned earlier this was going to be my tiny tip for the week but i just figured most people wouldn't have the need to move entire pages right so you pretty much do the same this the same thing that you do when you're rearranging icons only instead of having to take one icon at a time and slide it over three pages you can take that entire page so same thing tap and hold in the blank space on the screen and uh the apps will start to wiggle but then you'll see three dots, or for me, it was four dots. And I believe for my wife, it was either three or four dots. But you'll see the dots in between the dock and the bottom row of your, your apps, right? Tap there, and you'll get another menu. And on this menu, you'll see all of the pages that you have, um, all of the home screen pages that you have, right? So if you have five pages, you'll see all five of those pages. You'll see check marks where you can actually turn off and on. You can toggle off and on these these uh these pages so if you don't want to see it you can just uncheck it and it won't show it right you can always run with those three pages or uh greg i think you said you had two pages you can always run with those two or three pages and then if you're going on a trip or something you can rearrange them or you can turn on that page with all of your travel stuff that way you can have quick access to them or move right. that page up to the second page or the first page or whatever and also you can delete pages now this won't delete the apps from your phone. All you're doing is deleting that, that display page, right? So all of those apps are just going to go to your app library. Uh, you don't have to worry about having to reinstall that app later or something like that. But um, really cool feature. I think that uh, it's one of those ones that we always say Apple announces and it's forgotten about by December of that year. But it, uh, it's, it's, when you're talking about customization, I think it's a really uh, um, you know, powerful tool to use. So check that out, guys. Just so. Again, that's that's edit the home screen, tap on those 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 dots in between the home uh the on your 
the dock and the uh, the bottom row of the apps and you can actually manage your your wallpaper screens yeah now here's the thing so i only have two pages but i have six when i go into this and the reason i do okay. is because i have four that are hidden because they're associated with focus modes so yes. and this is a little geekier and we might talk about this in the post show or we're going to have to talk about it when we do a focus mode episode but um like i've got a a workout or a fitness focus mode mm-hmm. and my home screen for the fitness focus mode has two widgets and only four apps and the only four apps that are on there are the ones that are related to fitness and so this is intended for if i go in and start a workout puts my phone in focus mode and that becomes my home screen so my home screen's not cluttered with things that i'm not going to use while I'm in the middle of a workout. So that's a kind of a more of a pro tip and we'll talk about that a little bit, but yeah, I've got six and you know, four or five of them are hidden and they only show up when they're associated with focus modes. So, so yeah, yeah. Take advantage of that. So the next section we have here is, uh, is sounds, right? And everyone wants their, their phone to sound the way that they want. And, and, uh, Apple has made it easier. You know, with, with being able to get custom ringtones and sounds and stuff like that. But, Greg, you remember those days of us having to go through iTunes to create <laughs> custom sounds and stuff like that. And uh, um, that's a little more advanced feature. So we'll talk about that in the post show, at least how to do that stuff like that. But for now, what kind of what kind of options do we have just for the, the basic users to uh, to customize those sounds? So super easy. Um, this used to be way harder, but we had some really cool stuff yes. like the Star Trek door opening and the communicator and all yep. that kind of stuff. And I think I've got them hidden somewhere on an old hard drive somewhere that probably wouldn't even boot up. But the easiest way to deal with this is to go into settings and go to sounds and haptics. And so there's tons of stuff. We're not going to go through all of it in here, mm-hmm. um, but there's tons of stuff that you can do in here. But the biggest one is to go to the sounds and haptic patterns. And tap on the one that you want to change. So ringtone is your text message or as your phone. Text tones are what come from your text messages. And then you've got voicemail. If you're using the default mail app, if you want one when you send an email or when you receive one. My wife has that for one of her mailboxes. And so I know exactly when she's getting emails from the school. But anyway, you can play with all of those. But like if you tap on ringtone, it'll go in and it's going to show you all of the ringtones that you have right at the top there's a thing called vibration and that's the haptic feedback so Mm -hmm. you can actually go in and change that if you want and it's got a whole bunch of them you can actually do your own custom vibrations too um like one time i had um a vibration pattern that was the imperial march from star wars um, (laughs) yeah which was really cool But then down below that, you've got a section that's called store. And so you can tap and you'll go straight into the tone store. And this is the section of the iTunes, the music music stuff that's just ringtones and alert tones are what they call the ones that you would traditionally want to use for text messages. So you can go in there and buy them. They're 99 cents to a buck 29 to a buck 99, vast majority of them. So super easy to do that. And I actually went in and searched for Star Trek yesterday. They have mm-hmm. all kinds of Star Trek ringtones available. You know, Picard okay. saying "Make it so" and you know a bunch of stuff like that. So, yeah, I need to check um, that out. I hadn't been there in a while. Yeah, yeah. And then the next one down there is download all purchase tones. So I actually hit that the other day and realized that I had a couple that hadn't downloaded. 
So that was good. And then below that, you'll have all of the ringtones that you've either purchased or that you've created and added to this. And again, we'll talk about the creation in the post show, but I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I have nine custom phone ringtones that are available. And then it goes through all of the standard Apple stuff. And then you get one that's called classic. And if you tap on that, then it's all of like the original iPhone, you know, ringtones that were available there because they have advanced these quite a bit. So, And, And that's what I've been playing around with a lot lately. I've been using like some of my alarms that I have set my ringtone and um, even like the text tones were some of those old, you know, from those iPhone fours and, and three GSs that we, that we used to have. And uh, man, I just remember how awesome those sounds were. And so I just, I've been playing around with those. So a lot of my, my notification sounds are some of those classic iPhone uh, uh, sounds, including the ringtone or, or some of those old classic ringtones. So been playing around with that a lot lately. Yeah. And then the next section is alert tones. And again, these are your text message ones. The ones that will show up at the top, they're separated yep. by a line. It'll be any that you purchased. And I have a couple of BB-8s. And this is one we joked about in a few episodes ago that this is Darth Vader breathing. Yes. <laughs> one of mine that I have here that I purchased. And then same thing. You can see the ones that are there now. And then there's a classic option. So, you know, go in, change your ringtone to what you want it to be. Change your text tone to what you want it to be. And yep. Don't forget that you can go in and change that the the pattern associated the the vibration pattern associated with each of those too. Sometimes that's a really good thing because I know there's a lot of people that keep their devices on silent kind of permanently, and um, that's not me. I like this, and I like to be able to to know you know if I've got certain people calling me and or if it's just my default ringtone. Because odds are, if it's just the default ringtone, it's probably spam. Anyway, yep. So. Yeah, which which is why I think a lot of people keep my brother being one, just phone on silent, like just doesn't like. Why do you have it? Um, so that brings us to the next section where you know custom customization or personalization, um, for each of the contacts that you have, right? Everyone knows you can go in, you can set a picture, um, for it. You custom, you put all of the information or whatever. So when that person's calling, it'll pop up a nice uh picture going to be even better with ios 17 because we have the posters coming up for the uh the contacts you're, you're big on that one you're waiting I for am. that one I, I, that's going to be the, the one the that gets you one. to upgrade the beta yep it is it is i'm i'm ready for it i'm ready to get my poster and stuff uh set up and and look nice and professional but um so but for as of now you know you can still set a nice picture and all that but a lot of people may not know but you can set a custom ringtone for that particular client or or you know, that special person in your life. Um, and the same with the text tone. So even if you have the default ringer and a default text tone when uh, someone contacts you, if that one client or, or like I said, that someone special contacts you, they have a different ringer or a different text sound or, you know, a different tone. That way you can hear audibly, you know that that person, that's the person's contacting you. And yep. uh, this is really easy. So it's managed right through the, uh, the person's contact card. So the same place where you go to add in their new email address or if they change their phone number, if you scroll down that list, you'll see um, where you can add uh, a, a custom uh, uh, ringtone or something for them. And uh, um, you can either buy one or, you know, stick around to the show later if there's a specific song or something that reminds you of that person and you can't find it in the, uh, in the app store. 
you know, we'll tell you how to create that for them. But that way, when that person calls or, or texts you, you know, you'll hear that that tone form. So um, that's some really I think some really uh, power user customization level right there. You know, it's, it's pretty cool to be able to drill that down. One thing I'd also recommend you think about when you're in um, the contact is who you're setting as your favorites, right? Yes. Because that favorites shows up on the favorites tab on your phone, but that also is if you've got a silent mode on, right? Or you've mm -hmm. got sleep mode or do not yeah, disturb or something through. turned on, the focus, the favorites can come through. So think about those. That's another way to customize as well. So we have a, 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 a section here talking about using emojis. So you use these a lot, Greg? I do. I do. So let me talk through this one. So I like the emojis. So this is a messaging feature, right? I mean, really yeah. is what it's designed for. And so if you go into it, pick any messages thread that you have and go into it, I'll go into my one with Jason, but you go down into the message, the tap in where you would type and you've got the little uh, line of icons across there and there's one that's labeled Memoji and it's a uh, got a face with a bracket around it and um, so what you can do there is you can create your own custom emoji so if you don't have any in there just hit the plus button and then it's going to walk you through this hair color hat no hat you know any of those kinds of things because it's mm -hmm. funny I'm actually looking through mine and I have one that I use at Christmas that's uh, the version of me being Santa Claus Right. So it's got the Santa yeah. Claus hat and a nice white beard and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And then I have my normal one. And but then I also at one point created I probably need to update this one. I don't think Wyatt would appreciate the one I have for him, but I have one for my grandkids and my kids and my wife and everybody like actually Wyatt's isn't too bad. And it's even got the little AirPods in his ears because Wyatt is okay. never without a pair of his beats yeah. <laughs> in his ears. That's just how he looks. Yep. So that's how you create those. But then the cool thing is that once they're created, if you wanted to do use one of those for like a audio message or something like that, you mm -hmm. basically go in, tap on that icon, hold it up, and then you'll see that your memoji starts to move and mimic whatever you're doing or saying, right? And so then you just hit that record button and it records the message and you hit stop. And if you're good, you hit, the, hit it and send it and it'll send off your memoji talking as if it was you. And the really cool thing, we talked about sarcasm, right, in messages and not being able to get our tone of voice across, but you can get your tone of voice across this way, but also if you stick out your tongue at somebody, it'll capture it. Yep. If you roll your eyes at somebody, <laughs> yep, the eye it'll capture too. it. If you really frown and all that, so you're gonna get your, you're gonna get your emotions across, but it's just a fun little memoji kind of thing that, that you can do there. So yeah, I don't, I don't use the, I don't use the record a message version of these a ton. Mm -hmm. um, but once you've got that done, there's a little icon to the right of the Memoji one called stickers. And then it takes all of the Memojis that you've created and makes stickers out of them. So I actually used this with Jason just the other day. When I fixed the hot water heater, I yep. sent him a, a Memoji of me doing a fist bump with him. Yep. And so I use those stickers way more than I use the record the video. But that's just another fun way to do fun communication and uh, not have it be quite so serious. Or maybe you want to use that to get your point across that you're super, super upset with somebody. So, you know, that's yeah. kind of fun. My grandkids love to 
use the built-in ones that are like the different animals and the skeleton and you know all of those kinds of things they think it's really cool to use those as stickers too but i like them emoji just another way to customize yeah yeah so i have one i don't use it a, a, a ton either but i have one where I, I think i mentioned it before where i'm just shaking my head no so whenever the kids say something out of line or 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 recommend something that i'm just not really feeling i just send them that and it's just me no sound i'm just shaking my head no <laughs> so that's what I, I use i use that one a lot but yeah, it is, it is a really cool. If you like stuff like that, uh, play around with it. it. It is a really cool feature. And I think, again, it goes on that pile of of things that people just don't know that they can do. You know, it was a feature that came out. It was a big deal and kind of got buried by the end of the year with all of the other new cool features. But uh, this is one I think folks should go back to. Really fun. So notifications. Um, this is... I see you have here, it probably deserves its own episodes, right? So I yeah. think whenever we do an episode, when we talk about settings, customizations and things like that, because settings, you know, we, we talk about mostly visual customizations, right? But settings customizations is, is something that we can really go deep, deep, deep into. And you can really get the phone to not only look the way you want, but to function the way you want, right? Brightness levels and, and audio levels and, whether certain messages come in and certain apps. Uh, I remember uh, lecturing my son, my, my middle son, because rather than going through and muting the apps that are annoying him, he would put everybody on do not disturb. And I'm like, hey, your mom is trying to reach you. Instead of muting everybody, mute the Sony app, right? Mute the yeah. PlayStation app because that's what's annoying you. So we can really go deep into settings, customizations, right? And notifications and stuff. But it is... Uh, it is something that we need to talk about. It probably deserves its own episode. And if you're one of the people that's muting your entire phone because the weather app is annoying you, no, we need to show you how to mute the weather app, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Instead right. of you blocking everyone out. So, yeah, we won't go too deep into it. But, um, yeah, notification customization or personalization is is a big deal. I think everyone should should be looking into. So, But we have physical customizations, too. Right. And that's thing like things like cases, wraps and, and uh, stickers, things like that that people put on me. I've, I've always from the first iPhone, some iPhones more than others, but I've always been in love with the way the device is. Right. So I always opted for skins. Right. And clear skins or either matted skins so I can grip the phone better. But um, yeah, I never was really big on cases. Yeah. So here's the thing. So on, you know, this phone's three years old and I did have the Apple leather case because it was MagSafe mm -hmm. compatible. And I thought maybe I'd do it a bunch of that stuff, but, um, I do a lot of rugged stuff with my phone. And so I always buy a waterproof fully enclosed case for every phone that I get. And I probably will do that again this fall just because, you know, sometimes I want to have that extra bit of protection. Yep. But I don't see, you know, there's so many cases on Amazon. Just go out and, you know, find something you like. Um, yes. And, and do that. But I like the wraps. I've used slick wraps. I've used dbrand, yes. which is probably a little bit higher end than slick wraps. I had a, a made my iPad look like a kind of a bamboo, right? A bamboo yep. le a wood wrap is what it made it look like around it. So you definitely can do that kind of stuff. But 
you know, if you're not in a professional environment, have some fun with that. If you yes. are in a professional environment, know how much fun you can have before, right, before it starts to, yeah. to be a challenge. But, yeah, I mean, we've bought cases from, like, uh, Shutterfly that had the grandkids photos on mm-hmm. them. That was really cool at one point. So there's just so many options out there, and none of them are expensive. Anything you buy from Apple going to be more expensive it's generally going to yes. be higher quality but yeah have some fun and those slick wraps are pretty cool they peel off super easy your phone stays nice and clean so um yeah. check out that something like that if you don't want to do a case and i always use slick wraps only because greg used to use slick wraps so much they would always send him like 15 to 30 percent off coupons after he <laughs> made the purchase so he would always send me his coupons and i would take that opportunity to uh to get a clear or like I used to like the carbon fiber on my iPad. Yeah. Greg will send me over his 30% off coupon or whatever for, you know, during the holidays and stuff. And I was like, okay, this is, this is perfect. And I'll get a nice carbon fiber uh, skin or whatever for my iPad. So, um, yeah, yeah. And it's all a personal choice. You know, they got premium, you know, cases from, we won't name any because none of them are sponsoring us. But we uh, uh there's some pretty premium case makers out there that'll really protect your phone, right? We've seen videos of of them dropping dropping phones from the stratosphere and and them hitting the ground and and they picking them up and they're like, hey, it's okay, you know. So um, uh, also too, I don't know if you remember a company called Colorware, right? Yeah. You would actually have to send in your phone and they would send back your phone and it'll be neon pink or or you know electric green or something if you want it. So I don't see many, um, um, I don't see a many, you know, doing many phones like they used to, because I guess the complexity of these devices, they don't want the liability of taking apart someone's $1,500 phone just to paint it, yeah. you know, paint it blue. But, uh, they still do things like AirPod cases and, and magic mice and, 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 um, uh, even the, the ear pods and stuff like that. I'm seeing those, um, uh, painted and stuff. So there's still companies out there where you can send in like your switch controllers and, and things like that, Xbox controllers, and they'll paint them whatever color you want. But um, they used to do that on phones, uh, not so yeah. much lately. If you've so, got but, money to burn, go ahead, because it is yeah. going to be expensive. And like expensive, with the AirPods, man. yeah, with AirPods, you used to just buy the AirPods straight from them. So it was the price of the AirPods yes. plus the, plus the paint coloring. The so fine. But here's the thing about slick wraps or D-Brown. Come right off. Yes. Right. So you can change those if every you're, months. you know, if you want to, if you've got the brand new, I don't know, if you're into Marvel and they've got the brand new Marvel movie coming out and you want to throw a, a Marvel thing on the back of your phone for a while that movie comes out, but then three months later it's the new Star Wars thing or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you can swap them out super, super easy. So I'd recommend going with that kind of stuff. Plus the resell. Um, we've talked about, you know, trade-ins and reselling stuff. And Jason jokes around that every time I go to trade my phone in, people are going, wow, this thing is in pristine condition. Well, there's a reason for that. So, yeah. But if you you took that neon pink phone in, I'm not sure it would. Apple (laughs) might send that one back to you. you I think so. I think so. And I believe, too, most of them, you you voided your warranty immediately. As soon yeah. as you bought it, yeah. right? Because they had to take the phone apart to, uh, to, to get that, uh, depending on the material it was made from, to get that paint to stick. So, Well, that's it for today. Hopefully your phone is a little more personal than it was before you listened. 
or you have some ideas and just need to find the time to play around with it if you're listening in the car while you're commuting to work or something like that. And for those of you in the professional world, I will tell you this. Don't be afraid to have a little bit of fun. So I went through this period Mm -hmm. of time where I wouldn't get anything but the black phone just because we were in... (laughs) Right, we were in this personal environment, and when the red Apple Watch came out, oh yeah, I had to have the red Apple Watch. But I always worried about going into a professional environment with this glaringly red watch on my wrist. So judge for yourself, right, what you can and can't do, but don't be afraid to have a little bit of fun. These devices, if you can have fun with these devices and set them up in a way that makes more sense to you, you will get more out of them and you will be more productive using them. So don't be afraid to have a little bit of fun. And if you like this episode, a review or a rating would be great. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. We'll put out a few shorts. I've got a couple of ideas for this week's episode. Uh, We try to get a few out. And then don't forget the show notes. Swipe to the right, scroll up, depending on what you're listening in, and just use that link. Give us any feedback. and. So thanks for sticking with us, and until next week. All right, Jason, what have you got today? Uh, Cool podcast closing, guys. We'll see you all next week. Share, share, share. All right, thanks, everyone. Well, thanks for sticking around for the post show. Uh, We've got a few topics on here, and we'll see how deep we can go. Now, some of these are a little bit difficult to talk through, so we'll refer you to some, definitely for some links, especially on creating the custom ringtones right that's one of the it's it's a little involved so we can talk through the basic process but yeah um first one's not so tying wallpapers and lock screens slash home screens to focus mode so we talked about you know you get into your lock screen tap and hold well like i can see on the screens that i have there's a little thing that says focus and so for my default one there's not but it, what it says when you go in and you tap and hold is it says, has a little chain icon and it says focus. And you tap on that and it'll give you an option to go in and link them to a focus mode. So that particular one I couldn't because it was locked down. But like I've got one linked to my work mode. I've got one linked to fitness. Like I said, I've got one linked to a morning focus mode when I'm doing mm-hmm. like personal study and I don't want distractions. So it's really super easy. You know, you create your new screen and then you just hit that and tie it to a focus mode. And then anytime you go into that focus mode, your lock screen and your home screen will change. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is, I think this is a feature everyone should be using, right? Because most people, they're, you know, they, they work, you know, most people work or they have school or something like that. And and digging into this and seeing what which apps make you the most productive and and putting those on the screen, I think this is something everybody should use. You know these, these focus modes, especially you know students that are going to school. Uh, my my son's school last year, um, they kind of confiscated the phones and watches at the beginning of the of the day when they're in their homeroom. They locked them in this locker in the cafeteria and they picked them up during dismissal. Well. Not all school districts, and I believe the one that they're moving to, allow them to have their phones in a classroom. So being able to, if your student's responsible enough to switch to that focus mode, have those apps that are, uh, you know, on the page and the theme, uh, you know, their, their wallpaper and all of that, to help them be more productive throughout the day, 
I think it's something everyone should be taking advantage of. So yeah, look, in, look into those focus modes and, and customizations because uh, if you have clients that go to school, yeah, you know, maybe yeah. set something up for them. Really, really good tip. Well, and you right? can also do like geofencing shortcuts that would turn on a focus mode for them and yes. focus modes for certain times of day that you can then lock down. So we probably need to do an episode on focus modes, um, but that ties into, you know, being deliberate about how you let your kids use this and yes. lock screens and home screens and focus modes are a, are a good way to do that. So Yeah, so, so I use, um, and, you know, we talked a few episodes ago about um, um, uh, screen time and how I use that to manage my, my kids' devices and stuff. So not much is going to change on, on my daughter's uh, iPad, but my son's phone, we've actually, since he's getting older, started letting him manage his own contacts and stuff like that. And so we're, we're actually in negotiations now. <laughs> we're in talks now about allowing him to have more freedom and stuff on his phone because, you know, he's, he's a middle schooler. He's getting older. So the contacts were the first steps. So taking off some of these restrictions that we have through screen time uh, and allow him to manage them through focus time or focus modes uh, would probably be the direction we want to go in, you know, with, with as he, he's getting older and more responsible. So, And Jason, we talked about this, how, you know, everybody puts green icons on one page and blue icons on another page, but yeah. you also now have the ability to create uh, custom icons for each app. and. Yeah. You have to use a shortcut to do this. So basically what it is, you go in and you create a shortcut to the app and then you choose the icon that you want to have go along with it. And you can get icon packs. I know uh, Mac Stories sells a bunch of them. There are some really good uh, custom icons, but basically you can get custom icons all over the place. So, Or mm -hmm. you can use the ones that sit in the shortcuts app. They have a bunch of, of stuff in there too. But you know, you go into shortcuts and you create a new shortcut that points to the app, then you personalize that shortcut so that it looks the way you want. Mm -hmm. You know, choose the icon that you want to use it for, and then add that shortcut to the home screen. So then it adds that you could have the app and its new shortcut to the app sitting right next to each other on your home screen. And then you just move it where move it where you want it, right? Put it on the right screen, put it in the right location. And so that's how a lot of people are doing, like, I want my whole home screen. All of the icons have a green tint yeah. to them, right? They're, yes, they're for each different app, but I want them all to look and kind of feel. This is back, harkens back to the old theming days, right? Where you used to, on your computer, you could go in and pick a theme and it would, you know, forest theme had all shades of green and brown yep, and your same. menus <laughs> and, menus and all stuff. of that yep. kind of stuff, right? So. <laughs> But that's one of the ways you can do that is through shortcuts. You're just basically creating that shortcut to the app itself and make it look however you want to make it look. Yeah, yeah. And, and is that one done through a widget smith? Oh, no, that's just the, uh, that's just the shortcut app built into the yep. phone. Okay. Yep. So, but widget smith, it has a bit of that, right, where you can, you can customize. Yeah, so Widget Smith, so we talked about WatchSmith when we had the uh when we did the watch app. So Widget Smith, yes. it's the same developer. Um, but yeah, he's got a whole bunch of different widgets that you can go in to create. And if you launch the app, so there's it's a there's a premium version or there's a free version. But if you mm -hmm. actually launch it, there's a how to add widgets to your home screen. 
So you can tap on that and it'll walk you through how to do it, but you can put them on your home screen. You can put them on your lock screen. He's got small widgets. He's got medium widgets. He's got large widgets. You can uh, customize the fonts. You can um, choose weather if you do the, the pro version, right? Get the subscription because that's got server stuff. And he's got photo ones where you can go in and choose certain photos that go in there. And um, it's just incredible some of the things that you can do with the various um the various widgets that he has available so if you want to supercharge your widgets this is definitely something you'll want to go take a look at and then decide okay um do i want to pay for that premium you know subscription or uh, am i good with just the default stuff like i'm looking at his medium widget right now and you can pick a certain photo or you can um, add text behind it, and mm -hmm. it's just it's just really cool the the things that you can do with this. And then, like I said, he gets into themes. Like I just looked at one of the themes he has is like a wreath, so it's like a Christmassy kind of theme, right? Yeah. So definitely, if you want to go pro on the widgets, then this is the way to do it. And I'll be curious to see what he does with interaction interactive widgets coming in iOS 17. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I never realized, I, I guess, because I don't, I don't really use shortcuts. I didn't realize that you can do all that with shortcuts. So now I'm a little more interested. I kind of got confused with, uh, with, the, uh, with the widget maker. But it sounds like shortcuts just, you know, out of the box is, is kind of yeah. highly customizable too. So, yep. But um, widgets, you know, I can, I can go on all, all day about those. Widgetsmith is something that I... Uh, I need to really jump into. I'll probably get the the paid version and uh, the you know the, the 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 more features and stuff like that. So that's something you recommended before. Well, it was watch the watch uh, watchsmith. Uh, same so, developer. Yeah, yep. same developer. So now the yeah, other sure thing with works. widgets that I would highly recommend you consider, especially if you want if you have widgets that you'll use but not all the time, mm -hmm. right? than our smart stacks. And so, you know, Jason talked about in the main show about how you add a widget on here. Well, what you can do when you add a widget is, let's say I put two of the same size widget on a screen. Well, then I just drag one over the top of the other and it creates a smart stack. And what a smart stack does is it allows you to stack up multiple of the same size widget. Mm -hmm. And then you can turn on smart rotate if you want, which means it'll try and anticipate which of the widgets, like I have three on here. I've got news, music, and Fantastical. And so it'll try and anticipate which of the three I want to see if smart rotate is on. But if it's not on, you just simply swipe up and down on the widget and it rotates through the widgets that you've got stacked on top of each other. And I yeah. don't know that there's a limit with how many you can stack on top of each other. So for my iPhone, that was how I got around. I wanted a bigger widget for music because I wanted to be able to get straight in or see the last things that I had played. Yeah. And I wanted a bigger one for my calendar, but I didn't want those two widgets taking up two-thirds yeah. of my screen yeah. real estate. So you just <laughs> stack them on top of each other cause, and then flip through them. So Yeah. So, and if I'm not mistaken, I, I mentioned earlier, I don't remember what the default uh, widget was, but I believe that's it. When you when you you know re you reset or you start uh, a fresh install, um, I believe that's it. Is that smart stack? 
So it'll it'll right. and it'll kind of rotate through. But I tried using that one. It just never had the app that I wanted. And I'm like, wow, instead of instead of scrolling through, I'll just set that actual widget that I want. But yeah, it's a it's a good way to use multiple widgets on the same page. So you want to talk about creating custom ringtones or, or, or text Yeah, because we had on here shortcuts. I think we're going to have to go deeper on shortcuts. I, I will tell you, yeah. if you want to really get geeky on personalizing your phone, you need to go to Mac Stories and look at the work that Federico Vitici has done mm-hmm. with shortcuts because it's just ridiculous, the work that he has done on shortcuts. So I would suggest you go there. We probably won't do an episode for a while on that one. but. Creating custom ringtones. So Jason and I were joking about how we used to have all of the Star Trek sounds, right? Yep. And basically you can um, create anything, um, turn any sound into a ringtone. And I'm going to put a link to a Macworld article on here. There's also yes. several YouTube videos on how to do this. Now you can do this on your Mac. You can do this on your iPhone. But what it involves is getting the sound, however you get the sound. We're not going to tell you how to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. But then basically you're going to go in and um, you're going to use something like GarageBand, right, to to change it. So, um, you know, this Macworld article has a different way that you can do it um, uh, from you know, while you're on your uh, Mac, if you're pulling something from Apple Music or from somewhere else, it has to do with changing the file extensions. Um, yes. You can do it on your iPhone if you use GarageBand for iPhone. Mm-hmm. Which I've done and before, then basically actually recording sounds. Yep. Yep. And then you're just exporting it, and it'll then you go into iPhone, for example, and, you know, you're want to export it as a ringtone it's built into GarageBand on the iphone to format it for a ringtone so Mm -hmm. pretty self or if you're geeky enough you can go in and do that but i'll just tell you that for a buck or a buck 30 unless it's something you absolutely can't find you're probably going to get a better quality yes just buying it right yeah instead of like i said a few times in the past i've actually recorded the sound from a you know, TV show or, or something that I wanted, one that I just couldn't find. And um, that one never sounded as good as the ones that were either, you know, I, I either found a download from a soundboard or, or uh, purchased it from the store. It, it never sounds just as, you know, as good. But, you know, microphones have gotten better. You know, maybe I had yeah. done it in a while, but however you get it, you know, we're going to assume that you already have the sound that you want to, that you want to add, right? Yeah. So now, I will say that if there's digital copyright management, Right, you're not going to be able yeah. to do it because it's not going to crack that. Um, so you know, you can figure out how to deal with that. But yeah. like the Apple Music yeah. stuff, if it doesn't have DRM on it, then you'll be okay. And so you know, pretty straightforward if you want to follow those instructions and and do that. So yeah, yeah, and you know, why, why would anyone wants to, want to do this, right? Because you know, like you say, you can just go and pay a dollar for the song. So let's say there was, you know, a specific part of the song, the guitar solo on the song or something, or some really obscure folk song that, you know, you just know no one is going to have. You love the song, but no one is going to have that uh, available. This gives you that ability to add that song or that guitar riff or, or that 
guitar solo or drum solo or whatever from that part of the song and um you can add that you know as a ringtone to, to really give you some uh you know some high level customizations or personalization to your phone yeah. so i mean if you were to buy the song you could go in and that usually remove i think it still does i haven't bought songs in so long right mm-hmm. but then you get the drm free version of that which means then you could go in and use GarageBand to clip out that yeah. guitar riff or or whatever and then convert it into to a ringtone so yeah yeah it, it was always fun i always loved it i always loved doing it you know for my for my my in-laws my my uh, friends you know my family or whatever they say hey can you give me this song i want this ringtone or i want this part of the song i want you know just a chorus or or something like that and you know they i went to the store to buy it and it's just a the the first you know 15 seconds of the song and i don't really like that part and all that so yeah creating your creating custom ringers and and sounds yeah it's it's the best uh remember when um um it wasn't the it was voyager i don't think you watched voyager as much but they had a certain sound whenever they got a communication that came in and i just love that sound better than the enterprise better than ds9 and uh i wanted that one specifically and it was nowhere. It was nowhere. That was one of the ones I had to play an episode on my DVD and have to record that sound uh, uh, coming in. And, uh, yep, didn't sound as good as the ones from the Enterprise or, or DS9. But, yep, I, I, I love that notification. So that's, that's the case where you would have to do something like that. So there's a, the last one that I have on here. This is using an accessibility feature. And one of the things I will tell you about accessibility is go in and look at all the accessibility features, right? I mean, yes, they're designed to help folks that have disabilities, hard of hearing, uh, poor eyesight, those kinds of things. But there are so many things in there that you can use. And this one, once I can't remember what phone they activated this on, but once the haptic engines were good enough and the accelerometers, They've got a feature now where you can go in and set a double tap or a triple tap on the back of your phone to specific actions. Now, you can set them to a shortcut. So if you get really good at shortcuts, you could trigger a shortcut by doing a double or a triple tap. But I went in and just played with this. This is one thing that I have done differently. Now I just have to remember that I did this versus, you know, um, doing it the way I used to. And that is that I have now set double tapping on the back turns on the flashlight. Okay. And so instead of having to go find the flashlight or go to the lock screen and tap and hold on the flashlight, I double tap, it turns it on. I double tap again, it turns it off. Super, super simple. And then I set triple tap on the back, pulls up spotlight search. Okay. So then I can just start my search for my apps and stuff. So, but go into accessibility. Um, it's, uh, let me find where it is. Cause now I can't remember. I didn't write down where I found it. Um, so while you're you looking for the, that, that, yeah. that is a good tip. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to set that up cause I, oh, I use the camera. I mean, not the camera. I use the flashlight a lot. I think we all do having that flashlight is always with us. Um, yeah, yeah. I like that. I think I'm going to set that up. So double tap and your camera, your, your flashlight comes on. Yeah, I've got it set that way, and then I probably should actually reverse them. Um, I probably should make it be um, double tap, or double tap being the spotlight and triple tap yeah. being the flashlight, just because you know that's what I I use much 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 more. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's under accessibility, 
and then there's all kinds of touch types of things. And if you, once you go into touch and you go down to the bottom, it's back tap. And so double tap and triple tap are your two options. And like I said, they give you a whole bunch of different options. If you've got mm -hmm. a shortcut, you can do that, but it gives you a ton of default options in any of your shortcuts and same thing for triple tap. So actually I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to switch spotlight to my double tap and I'm going to switch the flashlight to my triple tap. And now I just have to remember that I have that. And instead of doing it the way I've always done it. <laughs> yeah. That's the hard part, right? Is you set up some of this personalization and um, then you forget that you have it. So yeah. Yeah. And it makes more sense though. I, th I think you probably use spotlight way more spotlight search yeah. way more than, so just it's getting into the habit. Cause I'm pretty sure for a few days, you're going to be turning on the camera since you swapped them around. You'll be, yeah. I mean, not turn on the camera, turn it on your flashlight and, and not doing the spotlight search. So, but I think a lot of people use those accessibility features, even if you're not, you know, handicapped, if, if you don't have accessibility issues, people still use those. Cause I see a lot of people use that, that little app selector, you know, it, it gives yeah. you that little, where you tap and you can select uh, certain uh, uh, quick actions or whatever. A lot of people without any kind of uh, disability at all, they use that. So there's a lot of accessibility features that people use that yep. that are, are um, just really good customization features, you know, to, um, to, to be able to navigate the yeah. phone. And I'll tell you, one that I'm going to use, and this is not, I don't know if I'll use, use it, but I wish I had been able to get a stable beta on my mom's phone before she passed. Mm -hmm. Because the one accessibility feature that I would have loved to have had was to have her go through the 15 minutes to train the voice engine. Yeah, the, uh, the, the voice thing, yeah. Yeah, because then I still have her phone. I could have been, I could have been hearing my mom's voice, yeah. right? And so I'm definitely going to go record my own. Not that I think anything's going to happen to me, but I'm definitely going to go train that engine and have my own voice and just have that available and i'm going to encourage my family to do the same so yeah we probably need to think about accessibility as a topic at some point too but there is so much there and it's just most of that stuff i'm just not qualified to to talk about because i don't know how disabled folks would use this stuff all i can do is say well you know i don't have this problem but this is how i think it works really well so yeah yeah and i, I think yeah i think we, we run into that problem a lot because we we like to give real world examples of how to use some of these uh, some of these features we talk about, and yeah, we just won't won't um, have the qualifications for that. But yeah, we'll, yep. we'll. I think we do need to to add to the list in accessibility, um, and also too the settings thing too, because like we could spend a whole just going through the settings on the phone, which. Now that I'm thinking about it, probably should have been like our episode one or two, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe we should do that. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I'll look at it that one. Well, let's wrap up today, Jason. Just what would you like to be able to do with your phone that you can't? Yeah, so from a personalization standpoint, this this is when I had to stop myself last night because I could could go on and on and on. But I never quite liked the app grid that they've had on the iPhone from from iOS. What it was iPhone OS one, right? That they yeah. used to call it. it was iPhone OS and iPod OS, um, but. So having to just snap to that grid, those couple of rows of, and they've added rows with the bigger screens and all of that. So we've had more apps or whatever, but 
you know, you basically take one app, you can drag it to the beginning or the end or in between, and all the apps kind of snap to that. And it's kind of the same with the with the widgets, right? You only have those certain space. Um, and then we look over at the other side. Remember some of those Android uh, 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 releases that we used to play with? You can add them where you want. You can yeah. just have two or three apps on the screen or whatever. And I always kind of like that more than than the way we've uh, we've had it. Um, well, and it, I, to a certain extent, when it was the original iPhone, right? And you could only fit like because screen resolutions were terrible. And you could only fit like four icons on a screen. Okay, fine. But now I look at a, a, a plus or a pro max size phone or a 12.9 inch iPad. And I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Why am right, I restricted? Right. And maybe, maybe that's the hope with stage manager where they've changed stage manager, right? Where you can size your windows the way you want and they yes, don't have to completely snap to a grid. Maybe yeah. there's a little bit of that coming there, but that's the Apple lockdown and Apple saying, no, this is the best way to do it. I get that most people probably would. And here's the thing. If Apple had a setting that said, allow me to put my icons wherever I want, 90% yes. of people would never find it and yep. never turn it on and would just use the default, which is the right thing for them. But the 10% of us that say, I'm an adult, let me make my own choices. Yep. Right? Yep. Yep. I want this widget in the center of the page with my four apps around it. And I want to scroll to another page and customize that page. I don't want it set to where you want it on the screen. Yeah. So, yeah. But that remember was, when awesome. we used to have to jump through hoops to try and get a blank page so that we could just yes. see the background, right? Yep. I mean, just have your home screen. Yep. Your wallpaper. Let me yep. do that too. So, I, most people, I agree, the way they've got it set up is probably what should be is the most efficient for most people that use their devices right because mm -hmm. it's the right size the icons are the right size for a finger you know you don't often hit the wrong one that kind of stuff but give power users a setting yes to do it let let us do it yeah so the other thing on, on that you know on, the, on that same you know subject is the folders i don't like having to scroll through pages on folders right i want to tap on that folder and take up the whole screen with that folder. Show me all the apps in that, you know what I mean, in that, uh, in that one folder. Or maybe like those smart folders that I hate so much in the uh, app library allow me to resize the apps in the folder, right? That way I can yeah. have my junk apps really tiny at the bottom and then have the apps that I use the most. Now, you know, I'm not sure if we really need that level of customization, but in the very least, open that folder up bigger, show me all the apps in that folder. And I don't want to scroll through pages in a folder. You know what I mean? Don't show me just that couple of rows or those three rows of folder and, and or apps in that folder and have me scroll through, open it up just like a big app window or, or app tray and show me everything in, in that folder. I, I never liked the way that they, they manage those folders, those folders. Also, I want to move the clock on the lock screen. I, I don't, it's, it's been there. Yes, they added some customization. We can change the font. We can change the thickness of that, uh, the, the opacity and all of that. We can kind of make it a little more see-through to see. I just want to move it to the bottom. I don't need it right there in that, in that spot anymore. Um, also, uh, I know we're getting lock screen widgets, but I already want to move them. And Apple don't want, they're not going to let us move. Them, so. Well, <laughs> we already have. widgets are so really cool, can, but. You've got one row of widgets on a lock screen, right? Yeah. So you can do a single row, but they're pretty limited. 
You can't move them around. You can only do what yes. Apple allows you to do. Why can't I take my entire lock screen and load it up with whatever widgets yes. I want? Right? Because you right only or get left to take handed. up the top third. I know they don't want you to put your widgets over somebody's face, but why? Let yeah. me do it the way I want to do it, right? And, you know, I think about my lock screen. If I could just tap to wake my phone and then tap on the bottom on a widget and have it give me the piece of information I want, I would love to have that. I mean, I would give up wallpaper on the lock screen to fill it with widgets because I don't stay on the lock screen long enough to really enjoy the wallpaper Anyway. Right, right. Especially if you're tapping on a notification, you know, you, you, you raise your phone, it unlocks from your, your face ID, and you're already into your other app. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I don't need for it to be as, as aesthetically pleasing as, as, you know, they want it to be. Of course, you know, you see the iPhone on all the art and everything, all the promotional stuff. It's the lock screen. But, yeah, we don't need it as you know, as beautiful as you have it on the artwork, we want it functional, right? Pick up the yeah. phone, tap on the, where you need to go and, and boom, you're in the app already. So yep. yeah. Yeah. So yep. I don't, I don't even have iOS 17 yet and I'm already comp wanting to move my, my, <laughs> my lock screen widgets around. But yep. so what about you? So, I mean, I, I put this note in here and I know that I, I can do this through focus modes mm -hmm. where if I turn on a focus mode, it turns it on everywhere. Right. And so this is my thing. Let's say I'm going to a University of Utah football game and, you know, I throw on my red watch band. So I want my watch yes. face to be red. I want my iPhone to be red. You know, yes. I'm showing my school spirit, whatever the case may be. That's kind of hard to set up. Right. I mean, you have to go in and create a specific home screen for that. And I'd have to create custom icons that were all red or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever the case may be. I just want them to make personalization easier to set up the leave it and forget it right set it and forget it that's yes. what i would like them to be able to do and so i don't know that i'm ever going to be like federico and dive into shortcuts you know that deep if they had a shortcut that said put a red tint on all of your icons that would be really cool right i'd just run it and it would red tint everything and i'd call it good so, I mean, like, I didn't even remember that I had a couple of these focus modes set up because I don't, I don't go in yeah, and you use, don't use them it. all that often, or I didn't get them set exactly the way I wanted, so they weren't working. So I just, I want them to make personalization easier to set up so that I can set it and forget it. Like, I have a, when we go to the temple, we always go to the same temple, mm -hmm. and I have a shortcut that's set up to switch my watch face to a specific, it's a very clean, it's a white, there's no nothing, it's just an analog watch face basically. And it's stupid. I run that, I, I've got it geofenced, so I show up at the temple and it, it says, it pops up a message that says, do you wanna run this automation? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. No, I it created it just for fun. The purpose, yeah. Right? So I, I've given up, I just now I manually, go in and swipe to set the watch face. Now this will be a bigger deal in watch OS 10 when I can't just swipe side to side to get to a new watch face. So I don't know. I, I thought there was a way that you could turn that off. So it didn't prompt you for that, but mm -hmm. I haven't been able to find it, but those are the kinds of things. Shortcuts is super, super, super powerful. 
right? And for somebody like Federico that's going to go put scripts and stuff inside of them, great. But I think I'd like them to make that kind of stuff more accessible to the masses because I'm just not yeah. interested in, in going that deep. So, Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So I saw this on the list um, um, when I was working on, you know, adding my notes and stuff and didn't realize, like, you're right. Like, this is something that I want, too. Like, this is something that I can use to be able to change it across all the devices like that, you know? And like you said, I know focus mode, we can set a focus mode and, and, and do all of that. But yeah, it's just it, being able to, you know, I guess tie it to iCloud somehow and just have those certain themes or, 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 um, yeah, I get me. I guess they would be themes, you know, just set up and yep. you can just hit that button and it just goes across all of your devices. Yeah. That is something that I want. I thought that was a pretty cool, um, pretty cool idea so so yeah all right well yeah. that's it for today uh if you if there's anything we didn't cover or you go in and you look at some of these links and you have questions let us know use that feedback form um hopefully you'll be able to do a little bit of personalization and you know if you've got a client that you want to make sure that when you call or text them they get uh your notification and that they know it's you go in set your own ringtone on their phone yep. right tell them this is how you're going to know it's me. Answer the phone when I yep. call, right? <laughs> so now you'll know how to do that. But no, I mean, this is about having some fun. But the reality is that if your device is set the way you like it, you're more likely to use it and get more value out of it. So we hope yep. this was helpful today. And it also makes you more productive. Yep. That, that, Absolutely. That it's proven that you, you have it set the way you want it, have your apps where you want them, and using the device that you want, it makes you more productive. All right. Well, I think we're going to sign off then. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful week. Yep. See you next week, guys. Bye. All right. I'm going to stop it there.